Hi, it's great to have people in the building. <laughs> I don't mind staring at a camera, but this is much better. <laughs> it's great to be in the house of the Lord, amen. I just want to thank everybody that's been so faithful in attendance at Drive-In Church. I also want to say a massive thank you to the AV team that's just done an incredible job through really these months. I want to thank All-Star Show Industries again. They're here again this morning setting up the screen every Sunday morning. We're just blessed that we've been able to continue having church. Amen? I don't know. Church at home isn't the same. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever you think, that's all right. You're entitled to believe whatever you want, but just because you believe it doesn't mean it's right. Uh, <laughs> let's turn in our Bibles to John 9. You'll notice that we don't have the complete scripture on the screen due to the fact how we pipe out this, uh, all the video out into the parking lot. It's way too small a writing on the screen out there for anybody to read, so you got to do it the old way and open up the book. John 9, verses 1 to 11. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed, and he came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind, they said, is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how were your eyes opened and the man answered, and he said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes, and he said to me, Go and wash. And I went, I went and washed, and I received sight. When Jesus makes clay, miracles happen. When Jesus takes up clay in his hands, miracles happen. When Jesus raises the clay. When living water touches the ground and the earth, miracles happen. When Jesus uses clay, when he applies clay, when Jesus anoints our eyes, when Jesus anoints the eyes of the blind, miracles happen. Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me. And Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Though Jesus Christ has risen and has ascended into heaven, His Spirit 
is alive in the earth. The Spirit of the Lord is alive in the earth, in our day and age. In this time in history, these moments, the Spirit of the Lord is alive. The Spirit of Jesus is alive in the earth and living water is still touching the ground and clay is still being taken up. Miracles are alive in the earth. Can you say amen today? We believe in a God of miracles. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God has not changed. There is nothing that is impossible for God. And He is still in the business of making clay. He's still in the business of anointing eyes, bringing sight to the blind. Clay being used to open the eyes of the blind. In this story, we are the blind man. And in this story, we are the clay. We are the blind man and we are the clay. Surrendered clay, earth forever affected by living water. Surrendered lives forever affected by living water. The clay, his workmanship. Jesus uses clay to open the eyes of the blind. To change our lives. To change perspective, to change vision, to change sight. We don't see the same. In fact, we finally see. We truly see. Jesus takes up the clay. And as He takes up the clay and as He anoints our eyes and He commands us to go and wash, as we couple faith with the miracle power of Jesus, we receive sight. We receive sight. And it is true that those that previously knew us as the one that was blind now say, is not this he who sat and begged? You see, when the Lord brings sight to the blind, he puts a testimony in their mouths. When the Lord brings sight to us, once blind, but now we can see. He puts a testimony on our mouths. You think of us, how we were blind. And how we can see only because of what Jesus Christ has accomplished. Verses 9 to 11, he said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, how are your eyes opened? He answered and said, a man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. You know, I see in the Spirit a generation in the hands of Jesus. In this moment in time, in this time in history, a people in the hands of Jesus. A generation surrendered to the hands of Jesus, a generation of pliable clay that Jesus uses to open the eyes of the blind. A generation that He will use to anoint blind eyes. He will use us as anointing to open blind eyes. That those that are still blind, those that are still beggars, will receive sight. That life will be different. We are His workmanship created in Jesus for what? 
for good works. He's still in the business of taking up clay, taking the clay we are, these human lives, and using us for his glory, using us to further his kingdom. Verses 6 and 7, when he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool, Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. There is a responsibility on the part of the recipient of the miracle. There is a responsibility. You see, Jesus anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and then he said to him, go wash in the pool. There's a responsibility. Jesus comes. Jesus makes a way for the miracle. He is the miracle worker. He's the miracle maker. And he takes time to do an extraordinary thing, to make clay. And he rises and he anoints the man's eyes. I wonder if the man at that moment just thought, you could have just laid hands on me. Why didn't you just command that I have sight? But we don't read that he questioned the way the miracle came. He had an encounter with Jesus and Jesus made clay. Jesus anoints his eyes and then Jesus says, go and wash. Jesus doesn't wipe it away. He doesn't say just wipe it away. He says go and wash. There's a responsibility. This man had to have faith. He not only had to have faith, he had to exercise faith. Jesus was activating faith in this man. I wonder what he was thinking as he went on his way to wash in the pool. I wonder what he was thinking. Remember, at this point, he still can't see. But this activated faith in this man, understanding the responsibility, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. The Word of Jesus, he said, go. Go and wash. The testimony of this miracle is a statement of the power of Jesus and the response of faith. The power of Jesus and the response of faith, working together. Jesus is looking for faith. We know that the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. We can't do away with that. Without faith it is impossible to please Him. Jesus said, go, go and wash. John 9, verses 10 to 11. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay. A man named Jesus made clay. Seems like something a child would do. Play with clay. Use clay. He made clay and he anointed my eyes and he said to me, go to the pool and wash. So I went and washed and received sight. My responsibility, the activation of my faith, I, I took the moment with Jesus and I took him at his word. 
and I went and I washed. The Passion Translation, he replied, I met the man named Jesus. He rubbed clay on my eyes and said, go to the pool and wash. So I went, and while I was washing the clay from my eyes, I began to see for the very first time ever. As I exercised my faith based on a word from Jesus, the anointing had come. The miracle provision was there. As I activated my faith, as I went, and as I washed, I received sight. The power of Jesus and our response of faith. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The Voice Bible reads, For it's by God's grace that you have been saved. You receive it through faith. It was not our plan or our effort. It is God's gift, pure and simple. You didn't earn it. Not one of us did. So don't go around bragging that you must have done something amazing. I'd like to say today that even the washing is not of us. You see, everything that happens is because of Jesus. He forms the clay. He anoints. He applies the clay. He uses the clay. He empowers the clay. And at his command, his sending, one goes and one washes and one receives sight. It's all because of Jesus. The miracle working power of Jesus to open the eyes of the blind. Faith, obedience, trust in the miracle power and command of Jesus. It puts a testimony on our lives. And it puts a testimony in our mouths. On our lives. You look at this man who was once blind. This man who once sat and begged. This is the life he knew. I'm sure he had come to learn how to cope with his existence. Wanting it to change, longing for change, yet... No change had come. There was a visible difference after this man had an encounter with Jesus. It was plain. People could see it. Even though their eyes were still blind, they could see that there was something different. Something had changed because this man had an encounter with Jesus. There was this visible difference, no longer the one who sat and bagged, no longer the blind. They saw the difference. I want to emphasize today that there was a visible change. And that's how it's supposed to be. We have an encounter with Jesus. He anoints our eyes. He knows our state. He knows that we're blind. The only hope of our eyes opening is Jesus Christ. And so he appears and he anoints our eyes. He says, go and wash. We obey the word. We go and we wash. And we see for the very first time. John 9, verses 8 and 9, Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen, he was blind. They said, is not this who sat and begged? Some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. 
the voice. Then neighbors and others who knew him were confused to see a man so closely resembling the blind beggar running about. It's a resemblance, but it can't be him. Things have changed. There's a visible change. Their eyes were not yet open to spiritual things, but they saw a visible change in the natural. Because that's how it works when Jesus gets a hold of us. There's a visible change in the natural. The townspeople, isn't this the man we see every day sitting and begging in the streets? Others, this is the same man. Still others, this cannot be him. But this fellow bears an uncanny resemblance to the blind man. Formerly the blind man, I am the same man. It's me. The visible difference is a statement to the world. What happens even in the natural as Jesus takes hold of us is a statement to the world. Really, if we could look at it this way, that it's at that moment we actually become clay. And Jesus uses clay to anoint the eyes of the blind, that they might receive sight. And so here we are blind. Jesus anoints our eyes. We know that really he is the potter, we are the clay. You following me this morning? He anoints our eyes. We're blind, once blind, but now we can see because we took him at his word. We received his power upon our lives. We received the touch of Jesus, the miracle provision of Jesus. We not only just received it, we didn't stop there, but we obeyed his word and we went and we washed. We went and we washed. And as we washed, we could see for the very first time. It doesn't end there. The Bible says, be ready to give an answer for the hope you have. They came and they looked at this man and they said, isn't this the blind man? Isn't that just, put your name there. Your situation there. Your reality before Jesus, fill in the blank. They're looking, they can hardly believe their eyes. How can this be the same man? And they're talking, they're talking amongst themselves. I think it's him. I don't think so. Looks like it might be him. You see what starts to happen in the community when Jesus, when Jesus starts to use clay? Conversation starts to happen in your neighborhood because somebody sees the visible change, because somebody sees. Conversation starts to happen at the workplace when somebody gets saved, when the blind eyes are opened, when they go and they wash, they receive sight for the first time. All of a sudden, there's conversation at the water cooler. I mean, everybody's at home right now, so they're doing it over Zoom. But you know what I'm talking about. This conversation, is that the same person? Can't be. Looks like the same person. But that is what Jesus comes to do. He comes to turn us from the blind man into clay that he can use. Into clay that he can now use to anoint the eyes of a generation. To anoint the eyes of people lost. To anoint the eyes of blind people that they too might receive sight. 
I want to ask you today, are you pliable in the hands of Jesus? Are you surrendered to the hands of Jesus? Are you the clay in the hands of Jesus? We all know that we were once blind, but now we can see. We recognize what Jesus has done. Listen, even if you grew up in the church and sat in the front row your entire life, you had an encounter with Jesus. Because if you don't have an encounter with Jesus, there's no salvation. Blind eyes never opened. You could grow up in a church and come every single week and still be blind. It's only when Jesus anoints the eyes and when we listen to his word and at his command go and wash that we receive sight. The visible difference testifies the change. Isn't that true? If Jesus has taken hold of our lives, I mean, I'd like to think that there should be a visible difference. That people should notice that we've got Jesus. People should notice that he's anointed us. People should notice that he's commissioned us and called us and sent us. People have to feel something different when we talk. They need to see something different when they come in contact with us. What is it about that person? Can this be the same person? Perhaps they never knew us as a blind man. But they might ask the question, how did you receive your sight? They might ask the question, how did you become a Christian? Are you ready to give an answer for the hope you have? Always be ready to give an answer for the hope. Always be ready. We were once that blind beggar. But you know what's happened because of an encounter with Jesus? Our posture has changed. Our position has changed. Our placement has changed. Our prognosis has changed. Our prospect has changed because of what Jesus put on our eyes and on our lives. Because we responded and went and washed at his command. Because we took him at his word and we continue to take him at his word. Don't stop taking him at his word. Past the point of salvation. Keep taking him at his word. Keep responding. As he says, go, go. When he says, wash, wash. He puts this testimony on our lives and he puts the testimony in our mouths. And we've touched on this. Verses 10 and 11 in the voice. Townspeople, how have your lifeless eyes been opened? Formerly the blind man. A man named Jesus approached me and made mud or clay from the ground and applied it to my eyes. He then said to me, go wash yourself in the pool. I went and washed and suddenly I could see. The scripture we've referenced, 1 Peter 3.15 in the NLT, if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. I can honestly say I've had more opportunity in the past month to give an answer than I can remember in a long, long time. Neighbors 
people at the store. Wondering. It was an easy time, it still I believe is, to interject Jesus into the conversation. To talk about faith, to talk about hope, to talk about assurance, to talk about peace that surpasses all human understanding. Tell somebody you have peace that surpasses all human understanding and that'll rock their world. People that are so worried, confused, don't know what's going on, don't know what to think, don't know what uh, newscast to watch, don't know what internet thing to read, you know? Come on, we live in a crazy world right now. A world full of opinions. It's like you can't say anything right now or you're going to, you know what I'm saying? You can't pick right, you can't pick left, you can't pick center, you can't pick anywhere in between. You're just wrong because they say you are. Who is they? The hope is Jesus Christ. And we have to be a people that are ready. What an opportunity for believers right now to give an answer for the hope that we have. To give an answer, to provide, to be that clay, to say, listen, Jesus using us in that moment to anoint eyes. And then Jesus begins to speak to them. Go and wash. They have a responsibility to go and wash. But what an opportunity Jesus provides them with. It is the greatest opportunity. You're blind. I can make you see. You're dead. You're a beggar. I can bring life to you. I can change your posture, your position, your prognosis. I can change it all. New Century Version, always be ready to answer everyone who asks you to explain about the hope you have. Lord, give us the words in those moments to explain. Explain this hope. And you know what? When you're explaining it, you just got to let it out. Don't tweak it. Sometimes we do because we think it's going to sound foolish to those that are perishing, but, you know, newsflash, the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us, it's everything. And therefore, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation. And so it doesn't matter how foolish it sounds to an unregenerate world, how foolish it sounds to a blind man. Listen, if you go up to somebody that's blind today and say, I, I got something for you. Let me just go make some clay. And especially in this time, let me use my saliva. What do you think the response would be? I'm not making light of anything. I'm just simply saying, what do you think the response would be? At the best of times before all this happened, People would say, you're crazy. That's how I receive sight? 
And I believe that the Lord is giving us a picture here. That's what people, they're like, that's how I get to heaven? That's how I get everlasting life? That's how I get free? That's how I get healed? That's how I come alive eternally? You see, it almost sounds too simple. It's like you're telling me, just put this on my eyes, this clay. I just go and I wash and I receive sight. And isn't that how it sounds sometimes when we tell people how they receive Jesus? Just recognize that you're a sinner. Really recognize that you're blind. Admit it. Fall on your knees before Jesus. Repent. Recognize that you need a Savior. Acknowledge that you need a Savior. Ask Him to come and be Lord of your life. and You'll see. It just sounds way too simple. I had conversations this week and it's like, that's it. That's all I have to do. Well, I thought I had to do this, 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 and this. You know, I often say to people, no, that's not the reality. You can't earn your salvation. But all those things come after because you love Jesus. You get saved. It's a free gift of God. You receive sight. It's a free gift of God. But after that, yeah, we do go to church. Why? Because I love Jesus. I do tithe, actually, yeah, because I love Jesus. I love my neighbor as myself, not because it's in me, but because of who's in me, because I love Jesus. I do these things. I have good ethics and good morals and good conduct because I love Jesus. All these things fall in line. I don't watch those movies anymore. Why? Because I love Jesus. I'm not going to participate in sinful acts. Why? It's because those sinful acts is the reason my Savior was crucified. And so I'm just going to walk away from those things because I actually love Jesus more than I love the world. So how does this anointing of the eyes play out today? Well, we've really touched on it. Jesus takes clay he takes us and he anoints the eyes of the blind with the clay we are. If you look up clay, even in a regular dictionary, one definition is the human body. He takes this clay that we are, the human body, the flesh redeemed. He takes us as we surrender to him, and he takes us and he anoints the eyes of the blind in this dark old world. We are a people that see not as the world sees. We are a people that see through redeemed eyes. We have miracle vision. That's who we are. A generation that Jesus has anointed with this miracle clay. A generation of blind people in history, in a time in history that Jesus has anointed with clay, that he sent these individuals have responded. They've gone, they've washed their eyes, they've received sight, and now Jesus is using them to open the eyes of the blind. You now go and create. You now go and speak to the lost. You now go and be the light. Let me use you. Jesus is saying, let me use you. We need to be a people that remain pliable in his hands. A people that remains surrendered to his hands that he can anoint some people. We're on our way to heaven. If your heart doesn't break over a blind, dead, beggar-filled world, I don't know if you know Jesus. 
And it's not necessarily immediately, but when you understand what's at stake here, when we understand that this is, this is for real, <laughs> this is for keeps, you know? You ever played marbles? Well, that was just funsies. Just proving how old I am. The kids even play marbles anymore? This is for keeps. There's only one chance. Our job is to at least allow Jesus to use us to anoint eyes. Now you say, if I place my life in the hand of Jesus and he uses me and he anoints some eyes, does that mean that these people are going to see? Does that mean that they are going to receive sight, that they're going to come out of the world and out of darkness? Not necessarily. Because it's up to them to decide if they want to go wash. But that doesn't mean that we say, Jesus, I don't want to be used. I don't want you to anoint anybody's eyes with me because I'm just not sure that they're going to respond. Let Jesus work that out. That's between them and Jesus now. We've done our part. We've allowed him to use us. John 9, 6. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. He anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. Spiritual blindness. This can also speak to natural physical blindness. This man was born blind, but when he met with Jesus, he saw for the very first time. He had never seen before. And truly, this is how it is for us. Until Jesus opens our eyes, we've never really seen. We've never really seen. But thank God that he's met with us, that he saw us in our condition, that he saw that we were blind and we were beggars. That he stopped and he took the time to make clay. He took the time to make clay and anoint our eyes, that he took the time to send us. We went and washed, and now your posture has changed. Your position has changed. Your placement has changed. Your prognosis has changed. Your prospect has changed. The blind now see and live. We see and live now to honor Jesus, to let him use us for his glory to bring sight to others. Perhaps we're here today, we're saved, yet our eyes have lost vision. Circumstances, or whatever it may be, have blinded us. What we're going through right now, many people are facing many things. We've lost vision, lost sight. Things in this world have blinded us. If that's who we are today, we need the anointing. We need divine clay to touch our eyes once again that we may see as if for the first time. We need a fresh encounter with Jesus. We need once again for him to anoint our eyes that we see. That the blindness comes off, that the blinders fall to the side, 
We need him to anoint our eyes once more, and we need in that moment when he comes and when he anoints our eyes, we need to be a people that take him at his word and go and wash. Receive sight once again. See things for how they truly and really are. Many pressures right now. Many tactics of the enemy right now. Many forces upon lives to bring blindness, loss of vision. What does the word say? Without vision, people perish. People run wild. And so we ask the Lord to bring back sight. Blind eyes receive vision, vision that makes the kingdom come alive. Vision that gives us a clear picture of realities. Vision that changes our view of the world and changes our view in the world. Not only changes our view of the world, but changes our view in the world. Even though we may face things, we have hope. Nobody said this life was going to be easy. We have Jesus. We have hope. Our eyes are open. We see things differently. Maybe that's the problem for some believers. That they've lost sight. And they no longer see things differently than the world. But Jesus comes to anoint us today. You can have the worship team return. We need vision that overwhelms us and consumes us. Prophetic vision. Miracle vision. If eyes need opening, Lord, open our eyes. And if our eyes are wide open and we see, my prayer would be today, and I trust it would be your prayer. You'd say, Lord, here I am. I surrender. No conditions. Would you use me to help open the eyes of the blind? Commit afresh today, Lord. Would you use me? In this blind world, people that do not have spiritual sight, people whose eyes are shut, born blind, born blind into this dark old world, would you use me, Jesus? If that's your heart, will you just tell him today? Just say, use me, Jesus. You know my sphere of influence. You know, you know the environments you've placed me in. You know the people you've put me in touch with. You know the contact points each and every day, Lord. You know the meetings you have me in, the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Lord, order my steps and use me. Use me to open the eyes of the blind. I want in on this, Lord. I want you to use me. I wonder... That blind man, I wonder how many, how many people received sight because he was ready to give an answer for the hope he had. I wonder how many people, we don't read about it, I wonder how many townspeople and how many villagers and how many people in, in provinces and, and how it spread from one to another and to another and all of a sudden it spread like wildfire across the land. I wonder how many people were affected, how many sons and daughters received their sight 
Because this blind beggar received an anointing from Jesus, received sight. Because this blind beggar heard the message, a message of hope that his eyes could be opened because this blind beggar let Jesus put clay on his eyes. Because this blind beggar rose and he went at the command of Jesus and he washed and he received sight and all of a sudden here he is in the community and people are saying, I don't get it, something's different. I don't think this is the guy. It can't be him. Looks like him. Maybe he has a twin. And he says, no, listen, it's me. And they said, how did you receive sight? I wonder how many people after today will receive sight because your eyes are open or because you now realize your purpose as one that was once blind but now sees that you are pliable clay in the hands of Jesus and he wants to take you this week and he wants to use you wherever you are. I know not everything's lifted right now, but you don't have to be face-to-face with somebody in a conversation for Jesus to use you. You don't even have to be looking at somebody via screen for Jesus to use you. But as they see the visible change in you and they ask you, how did you receive sight? And right here comes the application, the anointing of the clay. And Jesus anoints their eyes as you share, as you tell them how you received sight. And then you know you can lead them a little further in the Word. But now they have to go and they have to wash. They have to receive the word of Jesus. I wonder how many people, come on, I wonder how many services we're going to have after today because people get a hold of this, people understand it, and they go out and they say, Jesus, anoint my life. Anoint me to anoint the eyes of the blind. That people gain sight in this dark old world. Amen? Let's stand today. As the team just leads this song in closing, just surrender to Jesus in this moment. It's so wonderful to gather together. Man, never take church for granted. The gathering of the saints. The reality is, it's true. Sometimes we don't know how good things are until all of a sudden they're gone just like that. So cherish these moments. Make the most of these moments. Come to church ready. Fired up. Pre-service prayer. We're just going to pray today. I do want to make mention if you are in this building or you're in the parking lot, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, You've really heard the gospel message today. Jesus wants to open your eyes. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only hope. He is the only answer. In a world pining for answers and giving out answers, Jesus is really the only answer. For all the problems, all the pandemics, all the the conflicts, Jesus is the only answer. He's the only solution to get Jesus in and on our lives and get him in our hearts and begin to walk and move like Jesus. You say, is there anybody we could follow that could fix things? Yes, there is. 
if we would all just follow and pine to be like Jesus. Wow, heaven on earth. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can respond today. I know you're in here now, so you can't put on your hazard lights. Can't stick your hand out the window, but on your way out, you can pick up a Bible, begin to read the Gospel of John. If you're out in the parking lot today, please do put your hazard lights on. The parking attendants would love to give you a Bible. You just take that and begin to read, begin to, walk, begin to go and begin to wash. Amen? Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray that we would be a people that would never lose the wonder of the cross. I pray today, Lord, that we would be a people that receive new vision, that we do not remember the old things, Lord. The old things have passed away. There's new things on the rise. Lord, I pray that we would understand that you are working in this time. You're taking us from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I pray an anointing upon every single person in this building, Lord, in the parking lot, anybody that is watching this or listening to this. God, that as we surrender to you as pliable clay, you would anoint us like never before. You would anoint us, Lord, and you would use us and you would take us into the world, God, to anoint the eyes of the blind. Father, that there would be a visible difference upon this congregation, a difference, Lord, that is visible, not that we have to explain the difference, but God, they would see. These people were once blind, but now they see. These people were once beggars, but now their posture has changed. Their position has changed. Their prospect has changed. The prognosis has changed, Lord. They are not the same. I pray, Lord, that you would use us for your glory. And now we say unto him who is seated on the throne, and unto the Lamb that was slain, be blessing and honor and glory and power, both now and throughout the endless ages. And the church said, amen. Well, God bless you today. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yeah, we're not going to let the rocks cry out. <laughs> we're not going to let the rocks. I'm not going to let the rocks cry out, all right? Keep singing, church. God bless you. Go with God today.